Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning on this beautiful Colorado morning. I know some of us that would like to get some more ice fishing in on the front range are a little dismayed, but uh, it's hard to complain when it feels so good, isn't it? It is beautiful out. We love it here. Uh, we are going to cover a lot of topic today, but a lot of it is going to be the ISE, the International Sportsman's Exposition. It's coming up this week. It starts on Thursday. There is so much to see and do there. Follow us on Facebook, and you're going to learn how to uh, win tickets. By the way, we're going to give away tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition during the show today. And if you get entered into the drawing for these tickets, that will also, I mean, if you win tickets today by either calling or texting, we'll kind of vary it, you will get entered into a drawing that will be uh, for a $375 gear package. And there aren't going to be like... 500 names in this drawing. We only we're only giving away like a maybe I don't know 20 or 30 sets of tickets. So you'll be in a a small group for the drawing. So a really good chance to win that. We also uh we also are going to have Chad on. He's going to talk about this great. He's got a $1700 um gear and tackle package that we're that he's doing a drawing for that he will be giving away. Uh, and he'll tell us how you can register to win that. That is going to be just fantastic. So we'll get to that. Um, we're going to cover a lot of things from Parks and Wildlife today. And by the way, they'll be at the International Sportsman's Exposition. Um, I've been out of town. Just Karen and I actually got in three hours late. Our plane came in last night from the Tampa Bay area, North Reddington Beach, where I was doing some fishing. And uh, so I'm going to get caught up on some of the uh, what's going on around the the fishing perspective here in Colorado myself today. Uh, Austin Parr will join us and of course um, one of the guys from Tightline Outdoors I believe Matt Ensley is going to join us today. Dan Swanson is going to be with us today. Uh, Chad Lachance and Ronnie Castiglione. So we've got a tremendous show and by the way everybody that's on the show today will be at the International Sportsman's Exposition where you can come and meet and talk to them uh, and just uh, rub elbows and share. In fact, speaking of the International Sportsman's Exposition, let's go right to the phones. Uh, joining us from ISC, John Kirk. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, Terry. It is, uh, well, it's beautiful weather. Somehow, you know, I, I was just telling the folks how uh, disappointed I was that I took off for the Tampa Bay Area, and I missed that zero, ten above, miserable, I mean, beautiful ice fishing weather we had here in Colorado. It was 84 where I was in Tampa, and I come back, and it's in the mid-50s. So my ice fishing is going to get curtailed unless they take a drive, but I missed out on the front-range ice fishing. Well, good timing, I guess. Yeah. No, but we have a, you know, we got something we don't want anybody to miss up, miss out on coming up this next week. Uh, we're going to Kick off what what year is this forty forty something for the international forty second forty second I I knew it was over forty I wasn't sure when and it's just been a mainstay here in the Denver area forever you put on these shows around the Western United States and I'll tell you what 
we get so much pent up demand this time of the year of people that are anxious to get out, especially you get a nice day like today, but yet there's still ice on the sides of the lakes. They can't get their boat out. They might do some hiking, but it's not really into the summer weather yet. But now's a chance to go and, and just get all this information in about places to go and things to do. And it's all right there at ISE. If if I'm a newbie to ISC and I've never been before and I just walk in on the floor for the very first time, what am I going to see? Wow. Well, a couple things. One, I would say that in spirit, it's like um, if you were if you were um, very loyal to a team and you went to a home your first home game, your homecoming game, there would be a spirit um, in the air and a love a passion for for your team and for your group and for people like you and for home the home hometown and i would say that one thing that isc offers is that gathering place for people who love the outdoors no matter what they like to do outdoors and that sense of all being in one place at one time and sharing and learning um is well, well, really, it doesn't. It just doesn't happen anywhere else, and, and that's kind of, I think, why the show has done so well. And I think the second thing, just in terms of of actual, um, you know, physical things, the the show expresses the the range of the outdoors uh, activities and destination and, and products. Um, and some people will criticize it, and some people say, well, why should I pay money to go to a mall? And um, I guess I would say that it's a lot more than a mall, although if you'll take note, many malls to stay alive have added all sorts of entertainment and free things for people to do, make it a gathering place, although the spirit, I would say, isn't there, and that's what makes ISU unique. And so if you're new to town, new to the state, new to fishing, new to the outdoors, the ISC offers those experts um, who can help you network or can give you ideas. Uh, it offers a, a retail place where you can see things and, and buy them if you want. And the cool thing about the ISC that's different than the retail is that, you know, most things in most malls are um, they're, they're here and they're there. They're a Starbucks, which many of us love, but you love it because it's predictable and it's everywhere. I think the ISC show, what makes it vital is that we get so many mom and pop or small companies who are trying to break into the market and they've created this cool product and it's just not in any store yet. And, and so you get to meet those people. Uh, and again, for the lodges and the resorts who are there, you get to meet the people who own the place, who change the beds perhaps, who make your meals, who take you out to show you how to fish and where to fish. And that face-to-face, um, I think, is, is, is part of that spirit because you don't, you don't get that on the Internet. You don't get it on Facebook. Um, use all those tools because we need to use the tools. But I, I think the spirit, really, Terry, is, is what's made the show uh, last. And as the spirit changes, um, because things change, the, the show continues to evolve. Well, I, I think I, you made a great comment about face-to-face. Uh, the, the, the folks from Colorado Clays, who are at International Sportsman's Exposition every year, uh, they came on the radio show here last week, and they said a comment. They said, you know... We come on your show every couple weeks. We talk about the shooting sports, a lot of shotgunning. They've got some rifle and pistol. 
And uh, they said, and we give tips and all that. He said, but we love it at the International Sportsman's Exposition because whether they're new or experienced shooters, they come by the booth and face-to-face, we sit there and talk and we understand who they are and they understand who we are. And all of a sudden they're saying, well, you have this to offer. And, and we're saying, you know, this is part of your experience that you'd like to improve or that you want to work on. We have exactly a trainer or a range officer that specializes in that, that we could pair you up with. They said, we can't do that with little internet advertising or even being on the radio for 15 minutes, but a conversation where we walk you through our facility and find out your interest and show it to you. It is face to face. And you know, with all the medias we have now, the, all the communications, I mean, I've been involved in TV, radio, the internet, newspapers, magazines for over, 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 <laughs> over, over two years now, John. But <laughs> I was going to say maybe three, Terry, yeah, maybe three. But, <laughs> but it's never the same. The real only chance I get for feedback is when I'm at the places like the International Sportsman's Exposition because people come in and they go, oh, we listen to you. And I get to say, well, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you want to hear? What would you like from us to bring you? And then they get to meet us and we talk and we give little tips. Like all the guys they hear on this show are going to be there. We'll get back to that in just a second. But the same is true of all the other areas of expertise and all the other activities that you pick up little nuances and you get to meet people and you get to meet people who are really involved and understand. Before we get to some of the special things we're doing at the Demo Tank, which Karen and I host, let's talk about some of the other areas because you're right, there's something for everybody. Um, What are some of the areas you see a lot of coverage, a lot of people there for? Oh, sure. Well, I think, um, again, because the outdoors is such a a wide place, um, we'll have things for people who are hunting. Um, We'll have people, things for people who are camping. We'll have things for people who are fishing. We'll have things for people who like to go off-roading or maybe just hiking. Uh, We'll have uh, activities and products and destinations for people who are into dogs and dog training. Um, Fly fishing is a huge part of the show. Uh, In the center of the show, actually, is a large fly fishing area. People who uh, have families and want to get their kids outdoors or want to introduce them to the outdoors. Uh, the youth fair is a large area filled with free activities and hosted by Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Um, so I think it's hard to say something when you're talking about everything, but the show really does offer a feature where you can get your hands on or learn about or a product or a destination virtually for anybody who has zero to a lifetimes of experience um, or is into any particular outdoor. I mean, we don't have things for mountain climbers, probably, although there are many uh, counties that exhibit in the show, and in their counties they probably have stuff, and therefore you can, even if you were into that, you could probably go ask those people and they could give you information. Um so there are many, I guess the, the show is so large with more than 500 exhibitors, I honestly don't know what's in the show. And one of the joys of being there is to actually walk through the show and see who is there and what's there. And it's always, always surprising. And, and I kind of like that. I, I think that's a great part of the show, for now, not just for us, but for anybody who comes. 
Now, before we run out of time, I want to do a couple things. Um, First, I want you to tell people the hours and the parking setup at the show. And then I want to talk about some of the special things we're doing in fishing this year. But go ahead. What are the days and hours? And is there any kind of special parking available? Sure. We open this coming Thursday, January 10th. And we're open uh, every weekday, Thursday and Friday, noon to 8 p.m., on Saturday, we're open from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. On Sunday, 10 to 5, it's at the Colorado Convention Center in Halls D, E, and F. So if you see the big blue bear, you go in right there, and that'll lead you right into our box office area. And then we're upstairs at the uh, the far end. Um, the parking, uh, it's hard, to, especially many of your listeners probably own trucks, and, and that's because they work in the outdoors. Anyway, we pay to have parking at Coors Field, and we pay for the shuttle. So basically it will cost someone $5 to park there and get a free shuttle to and from the show. And that's, and that's yeah, they just, and it's so easy. You pull in, it's all marked over there. They get on a shuttle, it's $5, and then they shuttle back, and they don't have to try about bringing their truck. I know I brought my truck into that convention center, and it, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a scary drive coming up there. It, it's, it's narrow, but there is parking there, and there's parking lots around, too. But don't stay away because you think there isn't parking. There really is. Now, John, I want to talk. We've only got a couple minutes left now. One special event that I'm not involved in, and that's the casting <laughs> contest. <laughs> over at the uh, fly fishing and conventional. Tell us real quick about that. Yeah, I, I mean, many uh, we the show is trying is always been about all the things you can do outdoors, and and sometimes we follow our own path and we miss things, and so the show mixes things up. And one way to mix them all up at the casking combo pond is that we have expert fly casters and conventional casters and so people can uh, learn how or even cast a, a fly rod or you know a bait caster and a spinning rod um, and and then we have experts who are going to do competitions uh, on Saturday and and there's actually a professional angler who is going to be there for the first time um, and it's just a, it's Chapman, a way to yep. mix it up That's right. Brent Chapman will be there. And that's a great event, and that's Saturday. And by the way, Saturday we have our walleye panel, too, which is always popular. I want to talk now, because we're going to run out of time here, about some special things that Karen and I are doing at the Demo Tank and a feature we've added. What we're doing is now anytime is a great time to come to ISE, because there's going to be people to talk to. There's going to be information for you. There's going to be things going on. So if you can only come on any one day, come that day, you're going to get everything you need. However, what we've decided to do is take a couple of the days and make them a little different at the International Sportsman's Exposition for the Demo Tank and a new thing we've added called the Experts Corner. Now the Experts Corner, what that is, is now we're still going to have the tank with the seating where people will watch presentations, but now you're going to set up a place that's going to be in the same area where these experts will come for like an hour, and they'll be in the area. They'll be there to have one-on-one conversations or small group conversations. There won't be a... um there won't be a seating area, so it'll be a more intimate setting. And we're going to have some, uh, we, we talked about Brent Chapman. He's going to be one of the people at the Experts Corner. But what we're doing with both the Demo Tank and the Experts Corner this year is we have chosen a couple days to emphasize a few things. Now, there's going to be great information every day. There's going to be great seminars, great people. The schedules are online if you go to ISE and look at them and who's there. But we've kind of designated Friday 
is our advanced presentation day. So what we're going to do both on the tank and the experts corner is we're going to take, um, we try to keep the presentations on the tank and the experts corner at a place where we're helping growing anglers become better and take the next step and give them little tips both for advanced and beginners that really help. But on, the, on Friday, we're going to take it a level up where these guys are going to share some of the nuances, some of the tricks like Nate Zielinski will be doing secrets for big lake trout. Dan Swanson is going to have two sessions in the Experts Corner on electronics. The aforementioned Brent Chapman, who's a... Um, an Elite Series Bass Pro who just joined Casking is going to be talking about picking out the right rod for the right technique. And they'll be there to talk to. He'll have equipment there. They'll show it to you. In addition to that, there's going to be more advanced presentations on the tank on Friday. Now, on Sunday, we're going a little bit the other, day, other way. We're going to have a family day. And, and maybe a little bit more geared towards beginners. Now, beginners and families, along with that, we're going to have some very good women uh, presenters on the tank that will be both advanced and beginning, but they can talk about what's like becoming a woman, an outdoor woman, and getting into the angling industry. But then we're going to have a, a Getting Started Fishing Seminar by Brad Peterson. And during that seminar, we're going to give away over three dozen fishing rods to youth that Shakespeare has donated. And later on in this show, we're going to tell you how you can get those fishing rods on Sunday. And we have a, a, new, a new young man that's going to be joining us uh, to teach about fishing from shore on Sunday. And in the experts' corner on Sunday, we're going to have the youth bass clubs talking about, they're going to give great bass fishing techniques. These are great fishermen. But they're also going to talk to youngsters about how do you get into bass fishing at the high school level, the college level. So we've kind of added some extra things. John, we're out of time. But I think I want to get a last comment from you. But I just think that go online and look at the schedules and circle the things you want to see, don't you think? Uh, that's the way. It's so big, you need to kind of plan it. And um, it's yourlifeoutdoors.com, yourlifeoutdoors.com. And that'll then pick the Denver show. And, um, you know, kind of look at the exhibitor list, look at the seminar schedules. On the seminar schedules, you can actually click little calendars, and it'll give you an alert. So I tried to make it easier for people to shop and to visit and the big show. John, I got to let you go. But, we're gonna, folks, we're going to be talking more about ISC during almost the entire show today. And we're going to be giving away some tickets, and so you'll learn how you can win some gear packages. But, John, looking forward to seeing you for, I think, what's my maybe third or fourth time being at the show. <laughs> it's just, it seems like we've known each other forever, Terry. <laughs> I know. No, I've been a part of the show for, over, I think, two decades now. So it's, uh, it's really great. I love being part of it, and we, we love being there, and we love seeing the people. Thank you, John. Take care, Terry. You bet. John Kirk from International Sportsman's Exposition. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We are going right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Rebecca Farrell. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. Isn't that beautiful out? It's you no, know, it couldn't be a better day to talk about getting outside. It's no, it's you know, I look around and I was fortunate. I'm fortunate. I travel the world virtually doing outdoor activities, and just flew in from the Tampa Bay area last night. In fact, get home, and but 
what a place to come back to. The beauty, the, the amount of recreation, the diversity of recreation. You know, we were just talking to um, John Kirk from the International Sportsman's Exposition with Parks and Wildlife will be a major part of. In fact, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But, you know, and we're seeing more and more people understand the value of the outdoors, both to our culture, to our well-being, to our both physical and mental well-being, and to our children and the generations to come. I've just been a huge advocate of getting youth into the outdoors because I think it's life-changing. It creates memories and value systems that are unparalleled in other places. But with more people wanting to use the outdoors in a beautiful state like Colorado, it takes some some planning to maintain that. And you guys just released, it's the SCORP, and I'm going to try this, the 2019 <laughs> Statewide Comprehensive Outdoor Recreation Plan. Is that right? That's correct. And And the reason for that plan, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that just kind of what we said with population growth, with changing conditions, with the number of people outdoors, we want to maintain these resources and, and maintain access. So tell us kind of... What went into making this plan and where we're at right now? Sure. So the SCORP, like we like to call it, because it's a, it's a mouthful otherwise, um, really is a plan that lays out priorities to help us address the state's needs for advancing outdoor recreation over the next five years, but also working in the inevitable and the inextricable um, world of conservation as well. Um, you know, we have a large majority of Coloradans who recreate outdoors. I think uh, our latest report was 92% say they get outside at least once every few weeks and 50% do it once a week. So, um, you know, as much as we love these resources, we want to be able to hike, boat, camp, do all of those wonderful things that we love to do outside. We have to also keep in mind that there's a, a conservation angle that we're all responsible for to make sure that those resources are still available for our kids, our grandkids and and further down the road. So we just ask that, you know, even though we've released this plan, people kind of take a listen to to the four key priorities we have and, and think about those when they're outside enjoying the outdoors here in Colorado. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I always used to say that um, when I'd hear about the green movements, I'd say welcome aboard because as a fisherman and a hunter, I've been concerned about the resources my entire life and we are the original conservationists. Now that being said, there are very active, good people in all walks of outdoor communities and some that aren't so much. And I think it is the responsibility of the outdoor community to help us. Now, there's kind of like four cornerstone ideas that go with this plan. Could you tell me those? Sure. Um, absolutely. The first is to really enhance sustainable access and opportunities to the outdoors. So um, obviously, again, as you mentioned, Colorado is, is practically a playground on its own, but how do we make sure that we can sustain that access? Um, and again, as we build these plans, we don't do this in a room at CPW. We work with agricultural producers and anglers and, and all kinds of groups and stakeholders statewide to come up with these priorities. So enhancing sustainable access is a big one. Um, we do work with private landowners, as you know, as well as different agencies. And so we want to make sure that we are continuing to have access, but sustainable access as well. Um, the second is to promote stewardship of our natural, cultural, and recreational resources. Um, as much as we love to go hike and, and fish and do all of those things, we have to take care of those resources in order to make sure that we can keep doing that. And like I said, future generations can keep doing that as well. Um, the third is to conserve lands, waters, and wildlife. And, you know, that, that can be a part that everybody can play, whether it's, you know, practicing leave no trace principles, working with groups like a Trout Unlimited who put so much back into the community, um, 
Um, and then the, the fourth is really to ensure adequate funding to sustain outdoor recreation and the Colorado outdoors for the future. And so we're working on that, obviously, for the things that we can do. But, you know, if there are programs, if there are things that people want to contribute to, um, finding ways to make sure that, that we have good funding to do all of these programs is absolutely key as well. Well, I, th- I think you're you just hit on so many critical points, and I know there's more detail, and I'll ask you in a minute where people can get a more granular breakdown of what this plan is. But, you know, there's a few points that uh, this plan is put together as kind of a five-year shell, and things will work underneath that. But it started under Governor Hickenlooper, who, um, as he was in office, to me, seemed to become more and more involved in the outdoors and understand the economic impact and really became almost a champion. Now we've gone through... Uh, a changing of the guard, and I know that uh, Governor Elect Polis gave a speak at the outdoor, a speech at the outdoor retailers convention. Um, I'm working to get him on this show, by the way, to give his view of the outdoors. But I think, as outdoor people in general, and as groups like Parks and Wildlife, we have to make sure that the overall political, uh, the politicians are aware of the huge economic impact we bring. Don't you? Well, absolutely. And, and we had a very fruitful relationship, obviously, with Governor Hickenlooper and, and you know, think that, that we've done a lot of great projects together. His Colorado the Beautiful plan was was amazing in getting our trail system even more robust. Um, and we look forward to working with Governor Polis. And I think, you know, for us, like I said, for a plan like this, this is not a CPW plan. It's Colorado's plan. And so no matter what side of the aisle you sit on, no matter what area of the outdoors that you work in, um, like I said, you know, it may be uh, private landowners and ranchers who provide some access for hunting, or it may be some of the, the different NGOs that we work with that can help us um, with some new groundbreaking plans for um, different habitat. It, it really is all of Colorado's plan, and we, we hope that all of Colorado will participate in helping us execute it. Well, and not only do we provide you know, access is critical. You mentioned that in your first. The biggest reason people don't get outdoors is lack of access and maintaining access. But then understanding the jobs that it creates, I think it's like a $62 billion impact the outdoors has on Colorado. And it's just phenomenal. And it keeps us a healthy state and helps us weather other economic ups and downs when other industries are uh, in decline or in in boom-bust cycles. So we're running out of time, but if Give me one last comment and then tell people where they can find more information. Sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing that that we kind of came to realize as we gathered public input and put together this plan over the last year is that conservation and recreation really are intertwined. There's no separating those two things. If you love playing out, outdoors and, and doing all the outdoor things, you should really want to protect and take care of those resources. And for groups like us with conservation at our heart, we want to make sure that we are providing those resources and providing great activities for people to do in them. And so it really is so intertwined. They can't be separated anymore here in Colorado. And then where would they find more information on details of the plan? Sure. You can go to Colorado Scorp, which is just the state name, S-C-O-R-P dot org. You can find a condensed version of the plan that really just kind of gets down to the nitty gritty of those four key areas, or you can read the full extended plan and our economic report as well. All right. Thank you so much, and thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Terry. You bet. We're going to take a quick time out, and I know Jim Hawkins from Boating Safety is waiting. We'll get to you, Jim, because I know we got lots to talk about after this time out on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. And we're going to go to the phones, but real quick before we do, uh, John Kirk was on earlier, and he referred to the International Sportsman's Exposition 
as a particular type of shopping facility. And the first person to text 303-713-1043, 303-713-1043, with that type of shopping facility is going to win two tickets to ISE and be entered in a drawing for a $375 gear package. So I hope you were paying attention. Let's go right to the phones. And speaking of um, ISE, uh, Jim Hawkins is here to join us. You're going to talk about that in another show that's going on. Sorry you had to hold so long, Jim, but we got to you. No worries, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. It's a beautiful day out. And, you know, you're with the, you're the boating safety and enforcement coordinator, I believe is the right title. But um, nice as it is today, there's probably some people headed down to Pueblo and do some boating because there's boating available in Colorado year round. Yeah, it's crazy just to think that, uh, you know, our main boating season is right around the corner. It, it really is. Now, I know you're going to be at both the, the International Sportsman's Exposition and the um, and also at the boat show after that. And your main thrust, of course, is boating safety. But Parks and Wildlife is going to have a lot there. First of all, tell me the boat safety aspect of what we'll see at these shows. So the biggest thing uh, specifically at the International Sportsman's Expo and Denver Boat Shows, we're just talking about boating education and boating safety. Um, our main message is just to make sure that we get uh, the message out to wear your life jacket. Um, is the biggest message that we're trying to get. Inter- we're trying to have interface with kids. Uh, this year at the ISE and the Boat Show, we're going to have a T-shirt making uh, station. So the kids are more than welcome to stop by and make a wonderful T-shirt. Um, we have coloring books and education books, and then we'll also have an uh, officer there um, if any uh, adults would like to ask any boating safety-related questions. Yeah, and what, what are a couple of the maybe, is there a couple questions that you get asked a lot or a couple things that people don't seem to understand about boating in Colorado or boating in general? Um, a lot of people um, have, they bring up questions about what's required on my boat. Um, and obviously in the state of Colorado and many other states, uh, that is determined by the length of your vessel. Um, a perfect example is if we have a stand-up paddleboard or canoe or kayak, if it's below you know, 16 feet in length, they have to have a life jacket and a sound-producing device. But if we start getting into our larger you know, motor vessels or something like that, there's a lot more required equipment, such as a fire extinguisher, a life jacket, sound-producing device, your registration, and all that good stuff. And then, of course, um, the other question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and the other question is, uh, you know, what age does my child require to wear a life jacket? And that's uh, 12 or younger. And then, of course, um, a couple of things came up. Then, of course, and then there's an age necessary to drive a motorized boat, and and, and there's a course that can get you in a little younger, right? Correct. Uh, in the state of Colorado, uh, you you can drive a vessel if you've attended the boat safety class. Uh, and those ages are 14, 15, and 16. And you can go to our Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, go to the boating program, and uh, halfway down the page you'll see uh, boating safety courses, and you can sign up for any course uh, that will be offered. And then if without that course, how old do I have to be to operate a boat? Uh, 16. 
16. And and you don't need to get a license, which I sometimes think we should, because I think we let people drive car. We don't let people drive cars without a license, but they drive 200 horsepower boats with no brakes. So that's a, a topic for another day, though. But um, <laughs> but you know the important thing is common sense and being safe. Um, now you at the boat show, you're going to be mostly the boating safety group, right? You're going to have set up as parks going to have anything else at the boat show besides the boating safety group. Um, no, uh, this is our biggest event of the year uh, that we have is the boat show. It's kind of our kickoff. Obviously, there's a lot of new new technology, new boats, new equipment that's coming out. Um, so it's our kickoff. I'm really super. I'm super excited this year. Uh, we've been working with the U.S. Coast Guard uh, for the last nine months, and we are actually going to have a boat driving simulator there. Uh, so kids and adults uh, that might not be familiar. Uh, with driving a boat, they can get experience and sit in a seat and see what it's like uh, to drive a boat. And we can change currents and wind and navigation buoys and approaching docks. So we're super excited to to have that this year. That's awesome. It sounds good. And that's the week after. This is this week is the International Sportsman's Exposition, and then that next week is the um, the boating the boat show. Now at ISE, um, Parks and Wildlife has a huge presence. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of booths, actually. Uh, a couple booths that we're going to have is Leave No Trace. Uh, probably one of our biggest draws and most popular with kids is our kids' fishing tank. Uh, Stay on the Trail and Aquatic Nuisance Species booths that we're going to have. And then there's, yeah, there's a youth fair there. And there's just, uh, there's a whole area that's set up with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and people are there to answer questions, they're there to give information. A lot of the parks are represented. I'll tell you what, we have 42 state parks, and I don't even know how many state wildlife areas in Colorado. And then, of course, Parks and Wildlife is charged with the management of all the wildlife in the state, both uh, game and non-game species. And you can find there's just such a wealth of information and a lot of things for the kids to see down there, too, isn't there? I mean, usually there's right in your area, there's raptors and the Elk Foundation and just so much right there. Yep, we have amazing sponsors and, uh, you know, partners that we work with on a daily basis. All right. Is there anything on the uh, CPW website about your involvement in the shows or is the best way just to get some tickets and head on down? Uh, that is correct. Just go to the International Sportsman's Expo or the Denver Boat Show uh, websites, and then they'll provide you all the information. Uh, the one thing that I did want to address is uh, you can get a $3 off emission coupon, and those are available at 6060 Broadway, and then also our Littleton office. So if you're looking to save some money, feel free to stop by, and we can give you a coupon. All right. Thanks, Jim, and we'll see you down at the shows. All right. Take care, sir. Bye. You bet. That's uh, Jim Hawkins, a great guy. Just a uh, great guy. Make sure you stop by those shows. We'll take a time out, and Chad LaChance will join us, and we'll uh, we'll talk some more ISE right here on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We are going right to the phones. We've been talking a lot about the International Sportsman's Exposition. By the way, did we get a winner on our text? Got a winner on the text. The answer, by the way, was that John Kirk referred to the uh, ISE as almost like an indoor mall of the outdoors with all kinds of specialty attractions for everybody. And speaking of ISE, let's go right to the phone. One of our favorite contributors and somebody who's been a part of this show for 
Gosh, Chad, how many years since you made your first appearance on this radio show? Well, I'm, I'm getting old, Terry, because I'm not sure. But I know that this is my 14th year at the International Sportsman's Expo, and I started with the radio before that. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long time, and I appreciate it. Well, if you're getting old, what does that say about me? Because I was doing the show a long time before you were. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to go there, man. Uh, that's all you. <laughs> oh, it's, this is a fun week for us, isn't it? You know, I was. we'll get to what you want to talk about here in a minute, but... Uh, this is a week where we, you know, we've got social media now, which we get a little more interaction on. And of course we've got the TV and the radio and the writing we do and all those things. But this is when we get that face to face, meet the people who follow the things we do, who we've hopefully helped enjoy the outdoors more and, and get to hear from people who would like us to cover some different things too. So it's, I really look forward to this week in that respect. Oh, for sure. It's it's one of my favorite uh, weeks of the entire year. Um, a lot of stuff goes on this week. Typically, with the dates that the ISE show falls under, uh, the new season's official Thinker Television launch, and that happens today, or is in the middle of happening right now as we speak. I have it uh, on in we'll the studio. Oh, well, there you're ahead of me. You've seen it before I have, so <laughs> I have not. I've got it recording. But, uh, but at any rate, you know, the new season's kicking off is huge. Uh, that gives us something fun to talk about always for uh, at the International Sportsman's Expo. And, and uh, you're right, a lot of people come up and they'll ask us questions, and, and that's why we're there. One thing I will tell people, we I wear a clown suit for a reason. There's a reason that I'm wearing a big, bright-colored sponsor jersey. I'm very, very easy to spot. And if people see me there, please come up and say hi, or come up and kick me in the shin, as the case might be. If you don't like something we did, but come interact with us. That's why we're there. And, uh, and yeah, I love doing the, the presentations on the tank and, and whatever, but I always feel like there's people that just kind of stand there and look at you and aren't willing to necessarily come say something, and we're there for a reason. If you have a question, you have uh, something you want to chat about or a big fish you caught, I'd love to hear about it. So ISC is great for that. And, uh, and then all the education, you know, everything Fishful Thinker does is, is built around education, and, uh, and that's really what we're there at ISC to do um, is to, to educate people on how they can catch more fish in their own own travels and uh and i just i you know i thoroughly enjoy it it's a labor of love all right real quick a couple highlights we're going to see in this year's season official thinker i'm looking at you and dan swanson sitting in a boat right now yeah that's all about education a couple highlight major major theme is always education but for the highlights you just got back from south florida i know that and uh and we've got some of our first salt or our very first saltwater shows ever so yankee town fishing chargers will also have a booth at the international sportsman show there in northwest florida uh, next week's episode will be some saltwater stuff where we take our Colorado tackle to Florida and catch all kinds of fish with it. So that's going to be fun, a uh, fun deal for us. We visited the Berkeley factory in Iowa and got to see how they make fishing line and power bait and gulp and lures and all of that stuff. And so you'll see some, uh, some stuff from behind the scenes of how fishing tackles built and, and, uh, how it's developed and, and all that which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, we've got some pure fly fishing, which we've had some requests for. You know, we typically mix and match tackle, but we've got some some pure fly fishing shows we put together as well. So I'm excited about the whole season. Well, just uh, the point, too, you talked about. I uh, I always take a rod with me, of course, when I go. And just fishing some of the jetties and things in the North Reddington Beach area, I caught a bunch of nice-sized jacks and ladyfish uh, on a 5-inch gulp minnow. Just yeah. out there. Shocker, just, right? <laughs> yeah, just, it just, they just 
bang, bang, bang. And uh, it, it was the locals were all there soaking shrimp. You know, they had live shrimp on bait. And I never saw another fish caught in the areas I was in except the ones I caught. So you can learn a lot using the tackle you and I use right here. Take it a lot of places. But let's get to ISE before we run out of time reminiscing about how wonderful life is for us. But <laughs> um, uh, seriously, you've got a bunch of stuff going on at ISE. Now, the first thing I want to touch on is um, on Friday, we're kind of, you're doing seminars, I believe, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is that right? That is correct. And you're going to do a hunting one, too, and we'll touch on that in a minute. But on Friday, we're kind of taking it up a notch. Friday is a day of um, maybe with the advanced angler wants to sneak away, and we're going to take some of these techniques to up to a few of the more nuances. What are you doing in fishing-wise on Friday? I'm doing depth control. I believe depth control is the most important thing that, that a guy can really learn uh, or one of the most important things. And so I'm going to do a whole presentation on depth control. Uh, depth is really, if you're in the right depth range, you're in the hunt. You can have the wrong lure in the right depth range, and you're doing a lot better than having the right lure in the wrong depth range. So we're going to talk a bunch about depth control in the demo tank, and it's going to be a relatively high-level uh, deal, nuances and details of how we go about managing depth control on, on any given day, knowing the right depth and where, you know, and how we're get, keeping our lure there. And, you know, you mentioned Dan being on Fishful Thinker today. Dan's doing seminars on, uh, on, on sonar and GPS use. And if you put depth control and sonar use together, you can really catch a lot of fish. And that's, that's going to be my big deal for, uh, for Friday is, is a whole depth control presentation. And Dan's going to join us later in the show, and he's doing two seminars on uh, electronics out of our new Experts Corner on Friday. Now, um, you're also, um, speaking of the Experts Corner, we have a name you know well that's going to join us on Friday in that Experts Corner, and that's um, Brent Chapman from the Elite Bass Tour is going to be there talking about picking up raw, picking out rods on Friday evening, and you're going to be competing against them in an event that, while you're there at the show, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, good, good luck to me. Uh, Brent's a good friend of mine. I've fished with him. I've had him on the fishing show. Uh, Awesome guy, former BSS Angler of the Year, 2012 Angler of the Year, now fishing the Pro Bass Tour. So it's going to be interesting to see as he switches tours along with a lot of the guys. But he is an incredible caster. He's not a good caster or a great caster. He is an incredible caster. And uh, and I'm looking forward to competing against him, but uh, but I have a feeling I might lose my crown, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we run out of time, too, first you're doing a um – Let's talk about you're doing a hunting. Oh, it's a seminar in the in the adventure theater, and you're basing it on a bear hunt you did in Alaska. Yeah, we're using my bear hunt on Kodiak Island as kind of a case study, and my presentation there is uh, is titled "Preparing for Your Dream Hunt." And there's a lot of outfitters of all kinds that that are at the International Sportsman's Expo, and and really the information I'm going to put out there will will carry over to a dream fishing trip as well. But it's more about planning in the long term, the advanced planning of what it takes to travel someplace you haven't been for, for the hunt of a lifetime or the or fishing trip of a lifetime. And you're well tuned into that. You've traveled so much, it's ridiculous. But I don't think a lot of people realize some of the logistics that go into planning and preparing for a hunt or a fishing trip that's, say, the other side of the world or Nova Scotia or, in my case, Kodiak Island. So we're using my Kodiak bear hunt. Uh, as a case study, and uh, it'd be about a 45-minute presentation in the Adventure Theater, lots of pictures, and uh, it should be should be a really fun presentation. I'm looking forward to it. Well, one of the things I hope you'll address, and this is something we ran into early on, we filmed a lot of remote television shows when I was filming my television show. In fact, I think we did 17 shows in Alaska, and one of the, uh, some of those 
you'd get to a place where you had to get on a float plane and you were limited to very little weight you could carry, fly in with. And boy, you had to make sure you had the right, exactly the right clothing. You had the right gear or you had shipped something up ahead of time, which you can do sometimes. Um, but you can't show up there with 300 pounds of gear and think they're going to put you on that float plane. No, absolutely not. And and even more important than that is you need to know that in advance. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the questions you, that needs to be asked is, you know, how are, how are we logistically getting around? But yeah, we, I struggled with that too a little bit when they gave me my weight restrictions and then I started putting my luggage together and then backing up and weighing it. I was like, oh, geez, man, it, it's tougher than people think because float planes are very small, very cramped way to get around. They're fantastically fun, just for the record. I think it's about my favorite way to travel, even over a boat these days. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. There's limitations to that. There's legalities of flying around with firearms. There's the question of being prepared in places you've never been to. How do I, how do I know how, what to be prepared for when I've never been to the other side of the world? You know, I've never been in Nova Scotia on a brook trout fishing trip, but I'd like to go. How do I prepare for it? Oh, you're absolutely right. And in my case, they usually give me about three months' notice and tell me to go on a diet. But, but <laughs> hey, we got only a couple minutes left, and there's really something really important that you're doing at ISE this year. You have gone out to your partners and sponsors that with your TV and all your other activities, and they have come forward and put together an incredible package people can win. Tell us about this package and how people win it. Yeah, I feel lucky to even get to present this package, Terry. But uh, it's 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 basically the way they win it is they go and they email uh, the Sportsman's Expo with just Chad's Tackle Treasure and the tackle in the uh, subject line. And they can go to your social media, my social media, fishfulthinker.com, and get the, the exact email address. But it's jkirk at yourlifeoutdoors.com. Uh, and crazy package $500 sportsman's warehouse gift card otterbox a colorado company otterbox is now building premium coolers and and yampa dry duffel bags we've got a limited edition Derek DeYoung young custom trout painted cooler it is so cool uh that, that's part of this package berkeley's a ton of berkeley soft baits and hard baits and lines uh st croix rod abu garcia reel uh, a new brand new pro max spinning reel they just launched I and mean, we've got a bunch of cool stuff uh the, the, our toyota dealership got involved with the oil change and a bunch of swag for them and bullhide four by four i mean just a whole bunch of different companies camp chef got involved and uh, the total price package is just right about two thousand dollars, and uh, and it, and all you gotta do is send an email in with the subject line of Chad's Tackle Treasure, and we're gonna draw it Saturday afternoon with you, I assume, right at the uh, right at the demo tank about uh, I think about six thirty, right after my presentation. All right, we'll look for that, and in addition to Chad's social media, you should follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. We tell you what's going on in the show, what we're doing as far as ticket giveaways on ISE, and we do have a post telling you exactly how to uh, sign up for Chad's package, and I think it's a share of your post, so it details what's in the package too, Chad. So we're going to let you go, but uh, what an awesome package, and you know what? We just want to get people down to see us down there, Chad, and, and spend some time with us. Well, that's exactly right. And bring your kids, people, if you're listening, please bring your kids down. Uh, There's tons of stuff for them to do, and we'd love to meet them and uh, maybe motivate them to to be more enthusiastic about the outdoors than they were before. All right. Thank you, my friend. I will see you in just a couple days. All right. Thank you, Terry. Have a good one. Chad LaChance. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.